Hey, this episode of Drew and Sam Talk Training is brought to you by Bowser Consulting. You may have heard in the last episode, we talked about Crucial Conversations. We've got a fantastic two-day workshop that will take your people through the curriculum, but most importantly, get them up out of their seats, onto their feet, and doing role plays to help them master the art of having crucial conversations that will not only change behavior, improve performance, but make their jobs easier and more fun. Hit us up at FouserConsult.com. Check out the great curriculum that is Crucial Conversations. Send me an email, shoot me a text, call me, send smoke signals, do whatever it takes to get your folks inside the room for this fantastic workshop. And now on to episode 51. Where the hell have you been, soldier? Training, sir! Training, sir! What kind of training, son? Pizza training, sir! Hey, welcome to episode 51 of Drew and Sam Talk Training. I'm Sam with Fowler Consulting. And I'm Drew with Better Than Yesterday Consulting. In this episode, number 51, we are going to continue our conversation about the art of giving full-fledged expectations so that when you tell people to dry the mats, they don't end up setting a fire in the back of the store. I think our listeners know at this point that occasionally we have a plan. In this case, we actually said at the end of the last podcast, we were going to talk about putting mats into dryers. Yeah. And, and I, I have on my show prep notes because they're, okay, so little show prep, but they're show prep notes. And, and I have the episode title of Do You Dry in the Dryer? And then you read your fabulous ad for your two-day Crucial Conversation workshop. So before we get into do you dry in the dryer, I have a question for you. And, and I'm totally catching out of the blue. In crucial conversations, is there anything for the team to do ahead of time? Do you set them up in any way for the class? Um, I haven't, but I think we're going to start. Oh, yes, actually, I do. We send out an email to all of them and ask them about a situation in their restaurant that they are either dealing with ineffectively or a situation in their restaurant that they are avoiding. I mentioned in the last episode that uh, Eric Kammer is helping me out with some leadership stuff. And he turned me on to this website, this app, this program, where I can put content into a text message. And you, as the participant, sign up. And let's say, Sam... Um, the week before you're doing crucial conversations, you want to do four days of text messages. We could actually do something where the the participants would get four days of text messages. What conversation are you trying to avoid? And you reply right in the text. And the cool thing is, as the participant, you tell the program when you sign up what time you want that text. Yeah. Wow. So, hey, I'm I'm an 11 p.m. kind of guy because this way I get the text as I'm sitting counting money. Like any of you sit and any of you count money, but it's fine. I'm an 11 p.m. kind of guy. So you sign up for 11 p.m. at 11 p.m. Here comes the text from Sam. What conversation are you avoiding in your store? You type that in the next day. What happens if you avoid this conversation? Right. So you can start down that path of you can like link in videos if you wanted to. You could link in handouts if you wanted to. It's just some cool thing. And I'm, I've been trying to figure out a way to integrate it into my stuff. No, I like it. All right. So Sam, 
since we've talked about texting and we've talked about, oh my gosh, we're on episode 51. We've talked about fully fledged expectations, about accountability, probably on a quarter of our episodes. Absolutely. And then last episode, you dropped this bomb. So would you repeat the story for our listeners very quickly? Because I cut you off because I saw an entire episode in a mere 30 second story. So go ahead and please tell us the driver in the dryer story. Well, if you look on page four of the show prep, this is where it says Drew and Sam uh, actually role play that situation. So I will play the part of the manager and you will play the part of the team member who is a free thinking, problem solving type of team member which won't be a stretch for you because you are also a problem solver. I appreciate that. So um, let me, let me set the scene. We're in the back of the restaurant okay. and, uh, and you, uh, for the purpose of the role play, we'll call you Drew. Fabulous. I can play that role. I, I figured you could. Your manager comes to the back of the store and for the purposes of the role play, we'll call him Sam. Ooh, I don't know. That's a stretch for you. Yeah, I know. Uh, and this is, so that's the scene. We're in we're in the back of the restaurant, and I come rolling in and action. Hey, uh, uh, Drew, I am looking for the baking mats. I'm trying to get my twists and bites done. I can't seem to find them. Any idea where they're at? Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, after you and I talked yesterday, because you're mad at me that they were still wet after I did the dishes, I put them in the dryer. I'm sorry. Give me just a second. I think I heard you say you put them in the dryer. Totally did. They were wet, and you didn't want them to be wet. And you didn't tell me how else to not get them to be wet other than, you know, air drying. But there's no room to air dry and there's nothing to hang them on. So I looked around and I said, what could dry mats? And well, there's a dryer. It literally has dry in its name. So I threw the mats in the dryer where they would dry. Okay. You know, that makes a lot of sense to me. And I like where you went with that. So um, let's pull one out and let me show you why that that might not be the very best solution. But again, I think it's really important that you understand that uh, I'm glad that you saw a problem and you took some initiative to solve that problem. Those are the kind of folks I want on my team. That's cool because I'm on your team. So I'd like to stay on your team. Thanks for that. So, you, you know, my guess is um, our listeners can't see us because we don't do video for their sake. And what you didn't see when we started telling this story in episode 50 was Drew's face. When I said a driver had put these mats in the dryer and immediately what was happening is I think Drew was telling a villain story inside of his head. Like, why would somebody be so stupid to put mats in the dryer? But as we talk about the book and we talk about exploring their path, if you start asking questions, then you start getting answers of why a reasonable, per a reasonable person would do that. I love how you go to right where I'm the victim story. If we could stop role playing for a second, I did not go right to the villain or victim story here. I was, I was laughing hysterically just because I can see very clearly the shortcut path to how I get there from here. And I look at it a different way. I look at it, Sam, that, that, you know, you and I talk about goals and outcomes, right. And full fledged expectations and look what we did to this driver here, right? This driver was given, how can we say this? A, a an uncrucial conversation the driver was yelled at for having damp or wet baking mats now in your store you might go oh i don't have that i'm sure you don't and you have cans that have water in them or you have lids that have water like 
please just stop. Listen, something's not perfect. Let's leave it at that. So in this, in this conversation here, right now, Sam, I'm going to go to the villain side. The villain in this conversation is actually the manager because the manager gave the, the driver no guardrails, just an outcome. Right. Dry mats. I want dry mats. So cool. I have no process, no task, no behavior. So I went, I went largest, right? A process is a collection of tasks. A task is a collection of behaviors and a behavior is something you do. Okay. Or an action if you'd want. Right. So I didn't give any of that. So the driver is going to fill in the blanks and your average to sub-average team member will not do anything. It's the Grand Canyon. I can't cross the chasm. I don't know how to get you dry mats. You're just going to keep getting wet mats. I hate you. Congratulations. They fell right into the victim or you are the villain, right? That's where their brain went. They're the victim. The manager's the villain. You've given me the impossible task. Right. I look at this as, as that, that framework, right? Because you and I can role play this all day long, but, but how many times do we do this? And, and I know in our extensive show prep, we're talking about dryer mats, but this is the exact same reason why people cheat service. It's why people float food. It's why people float pills. It's why team members work without the proper uniforms, right? Because we go to the outcome and don't, or the goal, and then don't give the processes, the task or the action. And we let them fill in the blanks. Yes. Matt's and the dryers, just, just a fabulous example of how we can, we can do that. Well, and I think the other thing that happens is where, you know, you did a great job of talking about creating results that aren't real because we're inaccurately reporting data or we're, we're doing this or we're doing that. But the other thing we're doing is we're doing a really good job of crushing a culture because we're making assumptions that everything we do in the pizza store is a menial task. Drew, I, I know you grew up in the East. I know your family was probably okay. You probably didn't have a hard time finding the next meal. But my guess is you didn't grow up in a house with a three compartment sink. And my guess is you didn't grow up in a house that had a mop bucket with a ringer. And today's team members didn't either. So I remember distinctly the first night I was closing at store 1101 on Washington Mansfield in Ypsilanti. And they said, go do the dishes. And I looked at that sink and I thought to myself, my goodness gracious, how many dishes do we have that we need three sinks? <laughs> We've got to understand that the tasks that we're asking our team members to perform are not rocket science, but it doesn't matter what the task is. If you don't have experience, skills, or knowledge, it's not common sense to take dishes and wash, rinse, and sanitize them. It's common sense to us because that's what we've done for months, for years, for decades. And now we get it. At one point, it wasn't common sense to you to get up off of your hands and knees and walk because it wasn't your, your experience you had. I'm slightly stuck here, Sam, and I can go left or I can go right. Which way would you like to go? Let's go left. So left. We had Corey on, Corey McKenna. We did. I know I had a idea in my head of how he ran service. And then he comes out with the entire empower your team because they have better ideas. There's more of them. There's more experience there than you. And I don't want to confuse that with what we're talking about here. Right. Right. Corey looked at his team and said, you've all been delivering pizzas. Here's what I need. I need one faster minute. 
How do we do it? Right. What are your ideas? In our dryer case, all that was happened was I need dry pads. No other thing was given. There was no chance for feedback. There was no chance for dialogue. There was no chance to have a crucial conversation. Well, and there was no basis on what the guardrails, as you so well put earlier, should be. I mean, when Corey tells his seasoned drivers to tell us how we're going to get better, they already know the basis of doing the basics. It's not, hey, you're here on day one. What could we do better? It's, hey, you're here on day 90. And now that you've seen the process, how can we make the process better? Two totally different things. I love where you're going with this. So there, there's that piece of it. And then there's the right side now, since we went Corey first, <clears throat> which I totally need to apologize to Corey. And if you're listening, Corey, I need to apologize to you because at the rally, I may have missed you. You were standing next to someone else and I said hello to them. And I totally didn't recognize you, mainly because I have that problem occasionally. So, Corey, I apologize for that. There you go. I brought you up and now I've apologized for I just blew right by you. I was in my own head because I was having a conversation with myself and I just walked right by you. Party foul. It was actually a huge party foul. <clears throat> so the right side of it. Uh, last episode, I talked about the uh, freebie I have, the get ahead shift sheet for better shifts today. Love it. So you can be the best. The best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like where you're going with that. Thing. I'm totally making pins with that. You said the t-shirt. Nice. I'll give you the first one. Um, oh, thanks. You're welcome. In that. I talked about, I have goals for the shift, but then I have the behaviors. What do you want the team to do? And, and I think that's just so key in today's environment where we're so leveraged and so maxed out to, to make things small, right? Because I can talk about reducing load times by two minutes and I can talk about weighing every pizza to bring in food costs, but, but, but what do I need to do as a team member? Make my job small, because if you make it small, you make it easier. If you make it broad, now I've got all this other stuff I've got to do and, and stress starts to come in. So I know it's, it's, do you dry in the dryer kind of a thought process here, but, but if our goal is, is to reduce food costs, which I don't know about you, Sam, but I've had probably a dozen client calls now in the last month where that's the number one issue for, for folks calling is, is I need my food costs is out of control. Correct. And, and I ask, I have no problem going into a market to help you run your food cost. But what behavior do you want your team to do? What do you want them to do? I understand the outcome, half point variance in food. What's the behavior you want? And if you can't describe what the behavior is, you could pay me all day long, twice on Sunday. It's not going to materialize. I can tell you what the behavior is. We, Sam and I have talked to ad nauseum about that. Like how, how to manage food. So think of what you're doing in your shift today. Make the job small. If you make the job small, it's easier for people to wrap their head around what they need to do. And therefore, then when stress occurs, it's not that big a deal because they're not already stressed out. If they're already stressed out and somebody yells at them, now they just went to level nine. And now we're back into Sam with the whole, like, like you got to control your emotions and now you got to filter and. And is it a victim story or a villain story? Like, it's amazing how things spiral out of control because we're asking our team to do everything. We really don't want them to do everything. I just need them to do this. Yep. Yep. Yeah. We're, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
was that such a good monologue right there that your response is yeah <laughs> i mean it really is and i feel like i feel like i'm in the same fork in the road that you were at just a minute ago this whether to go left or right with it because there's there's so much to what you just said you know running food is like going to the assembly line of one of the big three and trying to build a car there's so many things that have to happen before that car can pull off final assembly somebody's got to put the engine together somebody's got to do the electronics somebody's got to put the body panels on somebody had to paint it you know who's ordering the food who's doing inventory who's monitoring the pizzas being made at the the make line there's just so many pieces to that and i love what you're saying about make the job simple and let's systematically start by process of elimination getting to the end result we want by breaking these processes down you know if you're if you're two percent off ideal right now and you don't identify the root cause of that and take care of that small problem that's turning into a big problem you're going to be in just a world of hurt and people have got to do a better job of that I like where you're going with the car. Can we stick with that for just a second? I like cars. If if I'm on the assembly line and my job is to attach the door and your job is to attach the front quarter panel and I can't attach the door until the quarter panel's on, what job am I worrying about? You're worrying about mine. Right. But really, what job am I worrying about? Well, you should worry about yours. Right. Right. I should be worrying about mine and I can't. I can't focus on what I'm supposed to do because to our last episode, I'm in a victim spot. I can't do my job because Sam can't do his job and Sam sucks. So therefore I'm miserable, right? You can see how this spirals quickly. Well, you just doubled up your stories, buddy. You turned me into a villain. You turned yourself into a victim. And if I'm being honest, now you're feeling helpless. So you've got got the big three of nasty stories. Yep. Right there. Bam. Done. Let's. Take it to what Sam and I are talking about, though. Let's take it small. I can only control me. I can only control what I do. I can't control the weather. I can't even control what Sam does. I can attempt to influence Sam, but I can't control what Sam does. So all I can do is the best job I can do with what I've given. There's two ways to go about this. If I can't put the door on, then I don't put the door on. But that's still a victim. I could just slide down and help Sam. Yeah. If my goal is to put the door on and I can't put the door on because there's no quarter panel, then the problem solver in me says, put the mats in the dryer. The problem solver in me says, slide down one spot and help because I'm making my job small. Now imagine it the other way. Sam's worrying about the door getting put on right. And he's worried if I'm going to do a good job and ruin his quarter panel, he can't control it either. Right? So we start to add all of these layers of stress and this anxiety. You start to create tension in your team because everyone's worried about everyone else doing their job. And no one's worried about doing their own job. Right. So take a minute after this podcast and, and look at your store and, and ask yourself how you can make it small. If you're a manager, congratulations, you are looking at the whole store. But now the challenge, don't worry about the store, the, the store down the road. Worry about yours. Make it smaller. You know, one of the things we, we, we talk about in this, in this two-day Crucial Conversations is I mean, I come to a complete stop before I flip the next slide. I look everybody in the eye and then the slide comes up and it says, you've got to work on you before you work on them. Yep. And, and you've got to make sure that that your quarter panel is on before you worry about 
if they can put the door on. Yep. And you've got to make sure that your tools are ready and your nuts and bolts are ready to put your door on. And sometimes you have to make the assumption that the other guy is going to put the quarter panel on. So we've got to make sure that. Wait, wait, wait. You want us, you want us to assume the best in others? Well, I, I do. And when there's a gap in what the best can be and what they're really doing, then gosh darn it, I would love it if you had a smile on your face and you helped them out. We've been talking about this for a couple minutes, Sam. Do we want drivers to dry things in the dry mats in the dryer? We don't. Do we want drivers to problem solve and find ways to improve their job? We absolutely, positively, without a doubt, do. So if I understand what you're saying, then, as a manager or a manager in charge, the way I set that expectation, the way I lay out some guardrails, is the way I take something like Matt's in the dryer and not have that happen, and yet can still be Corey and have the drivers come to me and say, hey, I think if we do this, we can get faster. You won't need as many drivers. We'll make more in tips. Can we do that today, boss? Well, and I think what we're talking about when people don't have all the skills and knowledge they need to make the decision, we're talking about a conversation that's collaborative where we're coming up with the idea instead of when we've got people that have got skills and knowledge and we're simply delegating and then going to follow up. So there's got to be that conversation before the action. What ideas we got? Make sure that you explore their path to what could be the action. Talk through it. Talk about pros and cons on both sides and then come to a collaborative decision. So everybody feels like, hey, listen, I'm not just in this boat going whichever way the manager steers it, but I've actually got an oar in my hand and we've got a common goal and we're heading for the same place. For those of you that are control freaks, this works for you as well. It allows you to start to ease off on the iron fist of control and lets your team be empowered to actually do stuff and make changes. And it's okay. It's amazing how it works. You know, I love how you just said control freaks. I'm going to add to this or add to that. A little bit of this and a little bit of that. There you go. If you want to be a control freak, be a control freak. But you cannot be a control freak and say that I never get time off or they're constantly blowing my phone up. You've created that. Do you want to be in control of everything? Knock yourself out. Just keep in mind that if you're not properly delegating, following up, trusting but verifying, and you're not trusting your team to do the things that they need to do while you're off, you'll never be off. And you're creating that. Not COVID, not a lack of staffing, not the boss wants me to do 16 more things. It's that you're not delegating to your team. And if you're saying, but Sam, I can't delegate to them because they don't know how to do it. Maybe you teach them. But the behavior of being a control freak leads to the outcome or the goal of having no time off and being stressed out. Huh. That is correct, sir. Huh. Interesting. And I think we I just how that works. brought that full circle. So thanks for this plane. listening to episode 51. If you take a picture of your 
podcast app and put it on social media and tag Sam or I in it. We will send you a fabulous Drew and Sam Talk training pin because we like it that you follow, like us, or subscribe. This has been episode 51 of Drew and Sam Talk Training. I am Drew with Better Than Yesterday Consulting. And I am Sam with Bowser Consulting. Gang, go out, sell more pizzas. And have more fun. That's all, folks.